Hey everybody, welcome back to Office Visits. Uh, I am joined by Dr. Theresa with uh, Fargo Naturopathic, and we're going to talk about the healing journey today. So we just wanted to bump on. Uh, it's been a minute since Dr. Theresa and I have sat down and chit-chatted and caught up. And um, Theresa, you've been on a healing journey, a uh, recent like, COVID healing journey, but uh, let's, let's talk about what... Uh, if you want to talk macro level healing journey or micro level healing journey, let's, let's chat. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Sarah for that. I, um, was just, you know, I've been thinking about the healing journey and in a lot of different ways lately. Um, and mostly with, um, myself, but also with patients that are just starting out on their, their care and their, their journey. And a lot of them, they are discouraged and, you know, worried, am I ever going to reach that point of healing? And um, yes, eventually it's a rocky journey, right? Like health isn't linear. Health is like a, an onion. You peel back those layers and you get down to that deeper, that core issue. And in my life, I, you know, as a naturopathic doctor, I have so many tools and so much knowledge on, on how to heal myself, but I also look to a lot of other providers to help me on my healing journey. And, and I was just feeling a little bit inspired, just wanting to talk a little bit about my journey through health and where it is currently. And, and because I think that's helpful for patients to understand that, you know, doctors aren't perfect. Like we're not, you know, we're, we're on that healing journey, just the same as the people that we're trying to help. And I, so my health, uh, just going way back to when I was a kid, I, I was always that kid that, had stomach aches and anxiety and acid reflux. And, and, you know, I would go into my conventional medicine doctor and they would run maybe a blood test and they would say, Oh, well, you know, things look fine. Or they would do a CAT scan and everything looks fine. Or, you know, I'd have an abnormal white blood cell count, or I, I had mono one time and, and, you know, never really was well since then. And I think the turning point in my house was, was probably having mono or EBV. And I was just, you know, fatigued more than the average person, but I was a very active person. Like I, I played three sports and, you know, exercised for probably too much, like five hours a day with all the activities and, and sports that I was in and, um, but never really felt healthy. Um, like I, I tried to eat clean, um, you know, what we consider like a standard diet in my, you know, teens and young adult. And it really wasn't until I saw a naturopathic doctor for the very first time. And that was when I was working at Prairie Naturopathic Doctors as a medical assistant. It was just part of our benefit to, to be able to see a naturopath there. And, you know, that naturopath really helped me. He opened my eyes to a lot of habits and a lot of things that I just normalized, like working three jobs and staying up, you know, late in order to do homework because I worked three jobs and went to school full time. And, and, you know, I probably, you know, opened my eyes that, oh, I probably wasn't actually eating the healthiest that I thought that I was, you know, just because I eat a few vegetables here and there, but I eat, you know, 
all this like sugar and caffeine and those Starbucks drinks and, you know, X, Y, or Z, like, well, it doesn't necessarily negate it. Right. Like I'm still not eating a very clean diet. And, and, you know, he put me on some regimens of, you know, some herbs and some nutrients. And I started to actually feel what health felt like. And I think that was the, the point in my, my life that, I'm like, wow, there's so much that the average person doesn't know or understand about their body and or what it feels like to be healthy. Um, most people that, you know, when they come in and they're coming in for wellness, they, they usually say, well, I feel well, I think I'm an average healthy person. Um, but then we actually dive into it and there's a lot of habits or, or routines, like I, I said, of things that we've normalized in, in the Midwest of the way that we eat food or the way that we work or the way that we interact with our loved ones or express our emotions that actually lead us down that path to disease or disease. Um, and so for me, like naturopathic medical school was my healing journey. Like it's an expensive healing journey, <laughs> but it's the best investment that I've ever made for my, for my life. I, I, you know, went through, I tried lots of diets. I tried, I got a lot of testing. I got a lot of cleansing. I got a lot of nourishment, um, a lot of emotional stuff that I didn't realize was an issue for me of, you know, I just thought was, that's my personality, right? Like I, you know, I used to feel like I was high energy. It could be pretty intense sometimes and irritable. And I just thought that's, that's just who I was. And I didn't realize that, oh, that's, a hormone imbalance or that's trauma that I'm holding on to, um, from my childhood or, you know, things that I bottled up on the inside that I never worked through or had the space with somebody to work through. So I, you know, I did some counseling and I worked through some of that, that trauma. I did, you know, like meditation and, um, journaling and, you know, all of these different homeopathic cleansing to work through some of those mental, emotional pictures that, help me become more stable in my life. I'm not perfect. I'm still working on myself. And I think everybody should always be wanting to grow and work on themselves. Um, and then after naturopathic medical school, I, I started to feel my health change um, because I went from an active student um, and a mom of one to now a mom of one with all of the school debt to I need to work and I'm working 40 hours a week and I'm being a mom on top of that. And now I have to figure out how do I maintain that routine and this diet and lifestyle with a system that isn't promoting health, um, which was a really rocky journey for me to find balance. And it was very exhausting. I, it, it's possible, um, but it's hard right? It's hard to meal prep. It's hard to meal plan. It's hard to get in an hour of exercise and, and have alone time and journal and do your counseling and do all of these other things and then have relationships on top of that. And so for me, I went through like a big identity crisis the first year that I was practicing because I, I'm trying so hard to maintain all these things. And I'm, I was doing a decent job. <laughs> I was exercising an hour a day. I was connecting my relationships. I was trying to be a mom and, you know, doing all these tests on myself and doing all these nutrients and going and working on my body with physical therapy or whatever might come up. Um, but it was burning me out. And I realized I needed to leave that system. I was also commuting an hour each way to work because if you've ever lived in a big city, so I lived in Seattle and we lived 12 miles from our work 
and my husband and I, we carpooled together and it was an hour each way and we ate dinner in the car, which we were like, this is not life. Like we're, you know, human doing versus human being. We're just going through this motion of like this, like hamster on a wheel, just like sleepwalking through life basically. And so we're like, okay, we built this big vision board. We're like, where do we want to move? Where do we want to be? Where are we supposed to be? And we kept gravitating towards home. Um, and so home for us is the Midwest. So I grew up in Minnesota. My husband grew up in North Dakota. And we have one kid. We eventually wanted more kids. And so we decided to move back. And the stars aligned. And there was a job at the original place that I started working um, in Moorhead as a college student. So I started that job. And that job was a part of my healing journey. Um, I learned more. I became a better naturopath. I became a better person. I worked through cleansing a lot of things in my life, um, and restructuring too, to have a little bit more work-life balance. Um, and then COVID hit and that threw a wrench in (laughs) in everybody's work-life, mental health, health in general, Um, and so I was hitting a really good stride in my health and was feeling really good, helping lots of people. Um, and then I got pregnant with our second child and I was still working, um, full time and that pregnancy was really rough. COVID was really rough. And then I got diagnosed with a autoimmune condition, um, right after. Um, and I think a lot of it, maybe it had been there. Um, and I never knew or it never surfaced because life wasn't to that tipping point yet. Um, and so I hit rock bottom with my health, um, with my second child and it took a lot to dig out. Um, so, you know, I spent two years, um, going to acupuncture one to three times a week. I exercised, I managed my diet. I avoided my food intolerances. I took probably, you know, like a crazy amount of pills to some people, um, you know, like sometimes up to, you know, 20 different things a day just to, to create more balance within my body. And my, so my autoimmune condition is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, so I, I base severity off that with antibody levels. And so my antibody levels at one point, so below 60 is considered normal, what I would consider fine. We still want to watch things if people are creating antibodies to their thyroid. But I I got my antibodies all the way up to 852. So super inflamed. My body was super angry. I went through two hyperthyroid flares and like whole body on fire, lose my hair, like anxiety, not sleeping, palpitations. And I went through, you know, two or three hypothyroid, just like extremely exhausted, foggy headed, achy joints, losing my hair, not having a cycle. And through all of this, I avoided medication. So I avoided thyroid medication. And I finally now just in the last few months, got my antibody levels down to 30. Um, And my thyroid looks like somebody who has never had any issue. Um, And I feel great. Um, And so it is, health can be very frustrating and it impacts even people who are in that field. 
right? And and I think it it also makes me a better provider because I've been there, right? Like I've been at rock bottom with my health and I've I've dug my way out of it with natural health. And and to me that and I, I see this all the time with other people too, and that's inspiring. But it's even more inspiring when you do it for yourself too. Um, and, and like I said, like I went to acupuncture, like I had naturopaths along the way. Like I, you know, I did everything that I, I possibly could and, and probably more than the average person would be willing to do for themselves. But it, it gives me that perspective of like, this is what it takes to avoid medication. This is what it takes to, to get back on track. And you have to make big sacrifices for that. And, and one of the big sacrifices that I made is that I, I started my own practice, right? Like I became my own, the own master of my schedule. And I think a lot of that was the turning point for me of a lot of not feeling, not feeling like I had control over my life. And I think that's eventually what led to that, that autoimmunity for me. And, and, you know, I've talked to some people where, you know, I bring up like, well, could it be your job or could it be your situation or that you're not living your purpose? You're not living the way that you want to be living. And some people are very, initially that can strike a very hard note for people that like, no, it can't be my job. Or, you know, sometimes in the Midwest, like, like our work is our identity, right? That like, oh, you have to be a hard worker, work sun up to sun down. Or if you want to be an entrepreneur, well, you better be willing to burn yourself out to get to the top. And like, I don't think that that's the case. I think that's toxic. I think that's toxic. I think that's leading people into the same system that they're trying to leave, right? Like if they're working at a place in a corporate America where they're burning themselves out, they're not seeing their family, they don't have that solitude or restoration that they need. And then they go and try to open a business and try to duplicate that model. Well, that's silly, right? <laughs> like you're just exchanging one evil for another evil. And, and the whole benefit of that is, is to be able to, to have more work-life balance. And I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to disagree with me <laughs> on what I'm saying, but well, yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, this is what I've been thinking about. And this is what I've been processing. And um, I don't know if you have similar, similar thoughts or feelings. Or Oh, I do. Uh, so I have, <clears throat> I, have, I have a lot of notes, but okay. uh, the idea of the idea of working through versus outworking. And yeah. I've, I've found this. So um, I found this in, in my life. Um, I ran a, I had a, I actually had a podcast about it because I, nature has a way of teaching us lessons like, through this experiential learning, right? Like you can read something in a book, you can see it on Instagram, but when you live your life through it, the lessons just hit, like it's more personal. It stays with you. Um, and I ran into a, uh, a problem, right? I had a bunch of stuff. We went, uh, friends and I went camping and we had, we had this heavy sled and it was winter camping and it was completely new. We had a lot of stuff and I was walking up this hill carrying this load, you know, and we were all kind of doing our best and we were trying to figure it out. And it was a problem. Like I continued to just try to outwork this problem. Mother nature doesn't care. <laughs> at all right that hill is going to be as steep as it is and it was literally i mean it it was such a incredible um example of i tried to outwork this problem right what needed to happen is i needed to work through my emotions of like 
where are we right now? How are we feeling? Okay, what is the next right step? What do we got to do? And my experience going in, like walking into the cabin site was very different than my experience walking out after I had like gotten my, you know, like collected my thoughts and like felt all the feelings. And, and it was very, it was like this visceral, oh, I needed to work through what I was feeling. I couldn't outwork, like I can't outwork this. If I just got, I got like spun up, I got hot. And then I was like, well, I'm too hot. Now I'm going to freeze. And then it was just like all this internal, like all this internal strife. And what had to happen is I had to stop. I had to stop. Like, that's it. Like when you talked about cleansing and restructuring, sometimes quote unquote, fixing a problem looks like taking things away, right? Not piling on. Sometimes, um, sometimes fixing a problem looks like restructuring, um, what you already have available. Um, I look at to that ilk, right. I talk, I look at fitness and people will come in my back in my CrossFit days, people would come to us and like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. And what happened oftentimes, uh, fortunately for us, we had this in body scanner. So we, get to, we took like body composition and folks would be working out with us for three to six months. And they would just be so frustrated that the scale isn't moving. And so we would, we, we would intentionally wait three to six months. We would continue to ask like, well, how are your clothes fitting? What's your energy level? Like, um, how are like, how is stress? And more often than not, we would uh, jump on the in-body scanner and they would have lost fat and gained muscle. So you're still weigh 150 pounds. You have less fat and you have more muscle, right? So like we're restructuring it. The number's still the same, but you're restructuring the body composition. And oftentimes we, we, um, we equate these, these fixes, right. With, with having to do more, right. I got to outwork this thing. I got to, you know, I, I have to do like, I have to, okay. I have to go to uh, Dr. Theresa and then I got to take a bunch of supplements and then I got to do, you know, do this laundry list of things. And that's not always the case, right? Like, I know you said, you know, (laughs) I I know you said you took a bunch of pills, but that's, that's not always the case for people. I would imagine that oftentimes it's like taking a look at what's there and what, like, what is excess that we can remove? Right. Yeah. And I think, Maybe the the one thing I didn't articulate is that I think the turning point for me was when I finally restructured my life um, and like really just focusing in on, well, what is my purpose and what is what is it that I'm trying to accomplish in my life? Is it because with autoimmunity, um, there's that emotional energetic component of the lack of identity of self. And so I really just was trying to I just dive in and, and figure out, well, I've done all these things. I've taken all these things. I've done all these tests. I've treated all of this and it's still not budging or it's going up and down. And, and that some of that is just along that healing journey and, and who, who really knows what was that, that trick or if it was all of it together. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest change for my health was exactly what you're saying. Like, restructuring my life, moving things around and seeing, is this better for my body? Is this better for my life? Um, 
and yeah so far it has been yeah I I think that's I think that's I, like I think that's a lot for people to to internalize and and I think it's valuable right so like you're you talked about your healing journey in this last 20 minutes you went all the way from your childhood until now right yeah. so, so really hammering home that like the like look this is not this isn't a quick fix this is a this is a lifestyle all of these things have to be able to incorporate in our lifestyle because this isn't a short-term we're not looking for short-term solutions right we're we're looking for in our entire life however long that is we are going to eat this elephant we're going to do it one bite at a time right so when the elephant is gone when we when we've eaten the entire elephant like that's our entire life and Oftentimes what I see, um, and I'm sure you do as well, it's the, the realization that something isn't working, like the actual, so like we know about it. And then like that tipping point of like, oh, this isn't working, is it? That is so fast, like going from this is fine, sitting in a dumpster fire to, oh no, this isn't good. Um, that's, that's such a, a, such almost like an immediate tipping point that we want to get out of it. We want, like, we want to get out of it right now. Right. And it, and it didn't take it like the time that it took us to realize, like in that moment, it was a long, you know, it was a long lead up and the way that we get into a problem is the way we get out of a problem, right. Normally a step-by-step. And so just really being, um, like just really setting the expectations that this, like, this is going to take, it's going to take time. That time is going to be well spent. Um, I look at it like time is going to pass anyways. You can either do hard work on your own or, or was like, and get the results that you've been getting, or you can do smart work with somebody else it's not going to be instantaneous. You're going to make progress though. Right. Like, um, and I would imagine like, so your course of, um, like your, your health plan, like your healthcare plan, there are mile markers and there are hey, like, you're going to, I've sat through your new patient, uh, appointment and it is lengthy. It's 90 minutes ish, you know, an hour to 90 minutes, uh, is what I experienced. And it was, Full, like before that, I had a questionnaire that I had to fill out that took me like two intentional like times to sit down and, and it was very comprehensive. And it like, if, if we were, and, and that, like, that was a differentiator for me because if your intake process looked like any other major healthcare um, place that I've been, if it looked the same, I would how could I expect different results? Right. So yeah. the fact that you have such a comprehensive, detailed inpatient onboarding process that already sets an expectation of like, look, this is going to be different. And if, if you're looking for different results, then we, we are going to take a different approach. Right. And, um, it's that I, I, I say the same thing with my clients too, because Instagram and Facebook and, whoever at the gym or whoever, whatever at the coffee shop, they're just like, Oh yeah, here's the current women's health for 
whatever, 20 minute, you know, three 20 minute workouts that are going to get you whatever you want. Right. And that's fine. Like we can do that. Um, but if we want to look at getting different results and we our our approach, like you have to go to someone who is, who's saying something different because that's, you know, it's the definition of insanity is doing the same things and trying to get a different outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think with patients too, like they expect it to be different, but they don't know how different it's going to be. Right. And, and each visit is always going to be a little bit different because we might be in a different layer in your health. New questions might come up that is important for us to dive into. Like even this week, like I've, you know, dove into, you know, asking people about, well, what are your, what are your goals in the next five years? And not in terms of your health, but in terms of your life, like, what are the things that you want to accomplish or like, what path are you going down or where do you want to, do you, do you want to go to school? Do you want to, do you want to work? Do you, you know, what was your childhood like? Like, tell me about, you know, tell me about your relationship with this person. And, and those are things that most people get to talk about in a doctor's visit. Right. And, and so some people they're like, Oh, you're asking me about this. And, and, and sometimes people apologize, like they start crying or, you know, we go, you know, off on like a 30 minute conversation about something that happened to them when they were in their teenage years. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I got off topic. I'm like, no, this is on topic. This is what I want to get to because we have to figure out, well, where did things start to go wrong? Right. And then we got to trace it back to that, that one thing that we think maybe that was the cause, or maybe it was, you know, three or four different things where we work on them. We put out those little fires and then as those fires come out and, you know, maybe the body's holding onto something deeper or some type of deeper trauma. And, and that's that healing process. And like, that's why I, I love so much that continual follow-up with my patients because I'm excited of like, what layer are we going to be in? Like, what's that next diagnostic or what's that next question or what's that next conversation? Um, because it's, it's incredibly beautiful and it's amazing to hear people's transformations and also their hardships because that made them who they were and it helps me help them. Um, and I, I love stories. I love people's stories. Like even ever since I was young and I knew my purpose was to help people and to talk to people. Cause even as like an eight-year-old child, I was talking to people in their like forties and fifties about their health, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, tell me, tell me your life story, you know? And I'm just sitting there listening. And like, I've always been really good at asking the right questions that like help people open up and, and, and tell me more. And, or, and, or they're like, Oh, I don't know why I told you that. And I'm, I'm like, because you needed to, right? Like you needed to tell me that because that's going to help you onto your next, your next step, right? Like we, everything happens for a reason. Like we meet people for a reason. We want to talk about things for a reason um, because it gets us closer to that next miracle for us, right? And whether that be a miracle in a new job or, you know, a new adventure or a new relationship or, you know, a new improvement or a new breakthrough through your health. And so it, you know, there's always a blessing in disguise. Like when people come to me and they've been struggling for years and they've seen multiple doctors and they're, they're frustrated with that. But I always look at it in the sense that, well, it brought you to the next person, right? And that next person might've uncovered another layer or got you a little bit closer to being ready to dive into all these hard things that we're going to do as, 
you know, a naturopathic doctor in your care of growing your health. And, and yeah, I, I've just been feeling really, really grateful for my own journey and the journey of my patients and, and the future patients to come. And yeah. No, I think that's, I think it's so relevant. Like, I, I just think that that's something that we, um, I think it's something that we often assume, but it's really nice to set that, like verbally set these expectations and, and to like unpack, like, Hey, look, this is what I'm a masterpiece and I'm a work in progress all at the same time. Right. Like that's, that is, you don't ever wake up like, Oh, I'm done. Right. Like I'm done learning and I'm done. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like my, I reached the pinnacle of my health, you know, like we, we never want that. We're it, and that's not to say that we're never going to like, we're always going to be in the same place. You're just going to feel better and have different, like we'll have different challenges. We'll have different opportunities, you know, like that's, there's some that are exciting and there's some that like we we're working to, to, to work through. And I think that's just super valuable. And it's like, this is absolutely something that we're going to talk about in the future. I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, more to come. <laughs> right. What's like, what's, what's one thing that we can leave, we can leave the listeners with, um, to like, what's the, what would be a step? Like, cause you had talked about journaling, you talked about, um, like getting out, like getting into nature. What's like one thing that the listeners can do, uh, to like, to get to like, to start feeling right where they're at so that they can, take a look at, uh, take a look at next steps. Right. Cause oftentimes we need to know where we are before we can, we can figure out where we want to go. So where, what, what's like your one or two things that like would really help people get, get centered on like, where am I so that they can kind of determine what the next step is going to be for their healing journey, whether it's emotional or physical or met, you know, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like the next step would be for for people who are on their, their journey, um, would be, I don't know. I'm, I'm really into, into purpose right now. Um, and some people, they, you know, they don't know what their purpose is. Um, but you have to actively, actively and passively, I guess at the same time of just, you know, life pushes us where we need to be. Um, but it's kind of like what you're saying, like we can't resist it, right. We can't fight through it. And so maybe just taking some time and, you know, scheduling some 20, 30 minutes by yourself, just like close your eyes and, and just think about, is there things in my life that I'm fighting or is there something that I'm fighting that's going against my purpose? And sometimes we, if we can't identify that purpose, we can identify feeling. Mm -hmm. So if we're feeling bitter or we're feeling withdrawn or disassociated or sad or anxious that's our body's way of telling us that we're not in line with our purpose right and so taking that deeper step of these are the emotions that i'm feeling writing them down on paper and then writing a few things underneath them of what are some scenarios or situations that i feel this emotion right is it when my alarm clock goes off and I know I have to go to work? Is it when I have to talk to my coworker or my parent or my husband or wife or partner or whatever? Or is it when I'm eating, you know, 
sleeping, watching TV, et cetera, that like, and then just diving in from there. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and finding that person that's going to help you reflect that back to you. Like you make that list and then find somebody to talk to about it, whether it's going to be, you know, a, a coach or a counselor or a naturopath or your doctor or, um, X, Y, or Z, whoever is going to be that person in your life that isn't going to feed you the positivity, right? They're going to tell you those facts. They're going to say like, yeah, like you've been really unhappy for the last five years. And I, I think you're spot on. I think it is this, or I think it is that. And yeah, you should go get help. Like you should go see a doctor or a counselor. Um, and, and I think that's, I think, I think that's a great first step. I, I love it too. Uh, anytime where you can get, get a little bit of like catch a moment for yourself and like, like you said, really get, get in tune with how you're feeling in this moment and, and, and bringing out of when else do I feel like this? Right. Like that's uh, providing some context because oftentimes when we're, when we're feeling something at some time, there's, there are other moments in our day that, um, that can help shine a light on, on, on putting context to that. So, yeah. Uh, this will Can be... I say one last thing? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Okay. So the, the kind of caveat to that is that, so some people are going to do this and some people are going to get really frustrated or feel stuck, right? Cause it's going to bring something up that like, well, I don't know how to change that. And I don't know what the next step is. And sometimes we don't have the answer to our problem. Like things get tangled up for us and we can't untangle those knots, but somebody can come along and pull on that string and unwind it, right? Or untie it. And, you know, we, we, we need help. We need people in our lives um, that are going to help us when we feel stagnant or stuck. And so if that person feels stuck, then more reason to find an expert, right? So paying those dollars um, to somebody who works with this situation or works with those complex health issues or complex life issues that might have that easy solution to pull that string and untie that knot, right? Oh, totally. And, and yeah. if, if any of our listeners are those, are those people um, <clears throat> and we're, and we aren't the ones that are like, in that realm, we have a, a, a wide network of clinical mental health professionals and informal, uh, like informal um, mental health, just like people, right? Yeah. Um, that that we would be happy to to refer. So yeah, never, absolutely. Yeah, never... like, I think we're both down to earth, and like, feel yeah. free to direct message us or like mm-hmm. through our contact forms. And if it's something we can't help you with, like. Yeah. Like Sarah said, we probably have, you know, 10 to 20 people that we're like, yeah, we've helped people through this and we send them to this person and they get good results. And, and man, they're a totally different person now, right? Like they feel free and healthy and happy. And yeah, there's always options. Absolutely. It's just, yeah. it's just that we don't, we're not aware of all the people. Right. And, and it takes a village, you know, it really yeah. does. So uh, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we're going yeah. to cut this one short. Uh, and and like, let, let 
our listeners marinate on all the things that uh, we threw out there. So this, this might actually be one that might be once or twice. We got to listen through it. Cause there's I, myself, I took a page and a half of notes and there's, <laughs> there's just, there's, there's a lot of, there are a lot of things to think about. There are a lot of things to consider and um, it's, we'll all get through it. We'll all figure it out. Yeah. Well, thanks Sarah. Thanks for the conversation. And yeah, looking forward to more. Oh, absolutely. All right, everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will catch you next time with office visits. All right. Bye-bye.